0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Streamed and Screamed, an entertainment podcast about movies and TV from Lee Enterprises. I'm Terry Lipschutz, a senior producer at Lee and co-host of the program with Bruce Miller, editor of the Sioux City Journal and a longtime entertainment reporter. Bruce, the Super Bowl is behind us. The Kansas City Chiefs are the champions after coming from behind to beat the Eagles. Have you watched anything good or do you need to throw a penalty flag like that holding call at the end that swung it? Just a minute
1: here. Yeah. How many people were complaining about Rihanna's performance? I anybody who stands on a wobbly platform and sings songs is fine with me. So that that whole controversy that kind of uh, cropped up after the after the Super Bowl forget it. That's dead. Do not badmouth Rihanna. She was pregnant. She was walking on a wobbly platform and she was singing songs. So that off the table, but I did like the way the two, did you see the two brothers talk to their mother at the end of the game? Yeah. Oh my God. That alone should have been a hallmark moment right there.
0: Yeah. The Kelsey brothers. That, that was nice. I mean, it, it's, uh, It's always a good story when you can get siblings or or family into a game. So it's a nice touching moment.
1: And mom had her her two-team jacket on. Of course. I loved it. I loved it. And then did you know that Mahomes said he was going to Disneyland? Right. Now, is this a kind of a jab at Florida and the way they're trying to muscle Disney World? Because usually I'm going to Disney World. and. This year, he's going to Disneyland.
0: He is. Now, he did. I heard a clip, and he did say that he went to Disney World the last time he won it. So this time, he wants to go to Disneyland. And then he said when he wins it again, he's hoping there's another theme park he can go visit. He must not know that there's – isn't there one in – there's one in Europe.
1: He's got to visit Shanghai or Tokyo or Paris. I'd say, I'm going to Paris Disneyland.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. No, it was, it was fun. I, I, I don't know. I was kind of bored with that. I did
1: not think, I mean, it did, it moved as a football game, but I did not think that there were commercials that really jumped out at you where you go, Oh my God, that's a memorable commercial. And I think part of that is because they do so much teasing the week before. Yeah. But you don't get a chance to really be surprised by what might show up.
0: Well, you can watch, pretty much every Super Bowl ad before the Super Bowl because they put them up online. Uh, The only one that, yeah, the only one that I was interested in, and again, I watched it beforehand and it was a local one, so I couldn't watch it when I was watching the game, but I'm, I'm originally from New York and I'm a huge New York Mets fan and the New York Mets paid for like a million dollar Super Bowl ad to, to basically sell tickets. And it was fun. It was, they had Mr. Met on, they had the players answering phones to sell tickets. It was creative, but you know, living in Wisconsin, I'm not going to see that ad.
1: Yeah. You're, you're not going to get the joy of that one, right?
0: No, I ended up getting uh, I think it was a lawyer was, was the local kind of a local spot that tried to be got a problem. I can help you.
1: Right. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) Arrested. I don't care. But yeah. they had several movie uh, ads that were films that are coming up this this next summer. What do you think?
0: There's, let's see, I, I counted, I think, five total, if that sounds about right. There's a handful of them I'm definitely in for. Like that Indiana Jones movie, I've been jonesing for some Indiana Jones. Like I, I love I that it, franchise.
1: I thought it looked good. Yeah. I thought it really had a a, a little flair there. And I kept wondering if they are adding in the guy who's nominated this year for best supporting actor, who was in an earlier uh, in Jones, if they will have him in a cameo. Now, you know, there's enough of that kind of surprise that they would do it. They would do something like that. But I thought Harrison Ford looked great. I thought it moved in that the amount of time that they had. So uh, that was my favorite one of the bunch. Some of those other ones, Fast and the Furious, I couldn't understand what they were trying to sell. (laughs) Because it looked like about five of the other films that they've had.
0: So guilty pleasure for me is watching those Fast and Furious movies. But they have gone further and further off the rail.
1: Come on. They're uh, they're supposed to be street racing, right? Right. With your car out on the streets. And they were like flying through the air the last time and they were doing stuff in space. They sent the Fiero, a Fiero into space. No, no, (laughs) that does not happen. And I don't like that. But it does look like they're going back to the original concept with this one. So fingers crossed.
0: I won't go to the movies, I don't think, on that one. But I ultimately will watch it just because I've watched them all to this point and usually hate myself afterwards.
1: There's some kind of a callback to, to Paul Walker's character. And I don't know how they bring that in, but there are new actors in this thing too. Rita Moreno was in there. Right. Um So I, yeah, I think that there are, I think if you're a regular, you'll be pleased because they do enough of that, that you think "Oh, the family is still together, yeah. even though they've got this hardcore Battle going on with God knows who, right? Yeah, um, they've
0: they've made references to Paul Walker's character the last few movies, which which is nice. I mean, I know they're keeping it going when they could just write the character off at this point. So it's like if you're a completist, if you've been watching them the whole way through, I I think you know you're going to go and watch this one if you didn't if you didn't bail like four movies ago. You're going to definitely watch this one. But they, I, what number uh, are I'll they? This is, is it- I think
1: ten. 10
0: yeah i'm not completely up on my roman numerals but i'm pretty sure that's what the x
1: is right it's like scream is that six or is that five i'm not quite sure but scream six is i think the next one yeah so
0: i'm I, i will probably just stream fast x fast 10 okay um the one the other one that kind of has me intrigued it's, uh, it's air courting a legend, the, the history of the air Jordan
1: sneaker oh, with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. But are they really the best ones to be doing this? No, <laughs> <laughs> they're not. <laughs> the the concept is good, but I, yeah. mm, I don't know if they're the best ones to do it. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm going to, I'm intrigued by the concept, I like the backstory. I did watch um, kind of like unrelated related if we're going to get into dramas around basketball. I did watch winning time on it was at HBO about a year ago on the on the early Lakers dynasty. Yeah, show, which what was, is Showtime? Or Showtime. It was one of those and it was over yeah. the top. And I know there's a lot of complaints that they were a little loose with the facts on that one. So I don't know, you know, how air will stack up in terms of you know, a basketball historical drama. But I, I think that's such an iconic shoe. I mean, if you, if you look, I mean, today he's been retired for how many years and the Air Jordan is still in, you know, demand.
1: Well, they're still like, you have to spend a fortune to get them.
0: Yeah. Wait online. You know, you might not All even right. get the, this the shoe you, that fits your foot. You might, you know. You're a nine, but you get a 14, right?
1: (laughs) It's display only. Well, and Viola Davis is the mother in that. And that's interesting. That's Mm -hmm. a a kind of a nice, she just won the EGOT. She got a Grammy. Oh, she
0: did. Nice.
1: Yeah. So now she's got everything. So really the idea that she wasn't nominated for um, uh, her movie this year, it's now it's blanking on me. That shows you how well well I thought that she was going to be in there. Um, But It just shows that, you know, there's always room for another thing for her to do. This could be one of those performances that really, really shines. I didn't know that. Yeah. Then Ant-Man. No, no. I I don't think that worked at all. No, it was a strange
0: ad too. kind of, you know, am I watching a Heineken ad? Am I watching an ad for Ant-Man? I guess I'm watching both.
1: Yeah, I it was not anything I was excited about.
0: No, I'm not a comic book movie person i like sci-fi which we, we talked about in a previous episode i love sure. you know star wars and star trek and alien and and avatar i love all those movies but y- you can't pay me to go sit in a comic book movie i'll watch like i don't mind a, a batman movie every once in a while or a superman movie but the the whole you know dc universe i have not watched any the the marvel universe i've not watched really any of those movies at all
1: I think it, they're biting themselves in the whatever uh, by adding too many of these things that have to tie together because people want to go see a film where it stands alone. And that's where I think the Flash, the Flash has a, a better edge on that because you really aren't that familiar of, unless you've been watching the TV series. But this is a different Flash. And I think that that would have a better shot at it than Ant-Man would.
0: Well, in the Flash too, we did get the Flash in that movie of, Michael Keaton so we're in the, in the trailer right
1: and the real Batman is blame. yeah
0: so I think there's enough intrigue there I you know honestly the whole all the the news that Ezra Miller's been in in, in his legal troubles I've I've been a little bit turned off and and I didn't know if I'm I'm really going to watch this movie or not but seeing Michael Keaton putting on the suit the it's such an iconic role I mean that's of all the Batman movies really, to me, it's either the Tim Burton, those two movies he did with Michael Keaton, or uh, the, the Christian Bale ones um, are really the only ones I really love. So, I'll probably maybe stream that one. I'm not sure I'm going to hit a movie, though, on a comic book movie.
1: The DC people uh, really go back to the well way too much. Yeah. I mean, I think Batman needs to have a rest, or he needs to be uh, marginalized. So, this might be my way of getting that, is that he's not Front and center all the time, and Superman too. Same thing.
0: These newer movies too. This this latest incarnation for me has been very tough to watch too because it is so reliant on CGI that it's it doesn't even feel real. I think that's the the difference to me between the earlier Tim Burton stuff is even though it is over to over the top, it is a comic book, but it's it. There's a level of reality in there, and I just feel like these newer ones to me have just been tough to watch because it's just, it, it's so much on the brain. I, you know, I can't focus.
1: There's a new series coming out called Gotham Knights, and it's another generation of crime fighters or crime makers. Um, so you get the son of Batman, and then he's joining forces with the sons of some of the criminals that dad fought. Okay. Interesting. It's on the CW. It'll be coming in a month. Okay. And it's interesting. But again, I think they go back to the well way too much. They they need more of a well.
0: The only other commercial kind of tied to movies, TV that kind of caught my attention, but it has nothing to do with anything coming back. We had Walt and Jesse selling popcorners. You know, it's fun seeing the the breaking bad
1: gang coming back together. And then you think, is that popcorn like crack? Or is (laughs) how good is it? Is it something I think I need? So, I think they a good salad. Have you ever had them? No. Is it any good?
0: Yeah. They're, they're, um, good you, is? Yeah. You know, it's like a rice cake uh, meets a potato chip or a mm-hmm. tortilla chip, but they're flavored. So, unlike the styrofoam y rice right. cake, it, it's, right. you can eat them and enjoy them. I, I don't mind them. They've got, some, it's like a, a ranch flavor. I think there's a, a little bit of a sweeter one in there too, kind of a kettle corn one. They're pretty good,
1: but it's a default, right? It's not something I'm going to grab. In. Oh, I've got to get Ooh. a bag okay. No, if
0: you're if you're if you're mulling over at the grocery store, should I get the bag of Doritos or a bag of popcorners? You're going Doritos. Nine yeah, times it's out not going to happen, right?
1: right. Okay, yeah. that's good. Well, there's the there's Super Bowl. Yeah, there it is. That's pretty good at wrapping that up, isn't it? Nice and tight, Bruce. That's good. But can I start looking at Oscars? I know that people get mad at me for talking Oscars too much, but it is, to me, obsession. Obsession. Yeah, let's do it. Because I really think that this shifts and moves so much before we actually get to the final night that there always are surprises. So anything where you think is a done deal may not be. Mm -hmm. But I think we have two categories that are pretty well set right now. And that's supporting actor and supporting actress. Angela Bassett, uh, when she won the Golden Globe for this, it really set her up for, yeah, we need to give her something. She's, there's something there. And when you have the other ones that are people that have are kind of going against each other, there are two from Everything, Everywhere. And, you know, I never can remember right. them all at once. Right. Uh, I think they split the vote, even though Jamie Lee Curtis is one of the two, she's one who could pull it out if they really have a lot of, you know, oh, we love her, her mom and dad never won, let's, let's give it to her. But I think it's Angela Bassett's to lose and she is not losing it. She's showing up at everything. This last week we had the Oscar luncheon where they all show up and get to have a, a chance to greet each other. Here are the rules, and there are no slappings this year. So if you try to slap, they will prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. Um, And she was kind of a, a grand dame there. The interesting thing, too, though, is Tom Cruise was the one everybody wanted to take a picture with. Mm. That could bode well for Top Gun Maverick winning Best Picture because he would finally get an Oscar, but as a producer.
0: Interesting. Do you think that has any chance whatsoever of winning best picture?
1: I think it could really, it really could. I think it could because of that reaction. And that's one of those things you don't, you don't really see beforehand, but you never know because in the last few years, best picture has gone to films that you didn't think was going to win, you know? Yeah. So I, it could happen. And that was just an indicator that mm-hmm. the other one is best supporting actor. Mm -hmm. and that's kwan who really has been such a a force all year long he was in that indiana jones film right he didn't work for many many years he came back he gave a performance that was really something and i think if you deny him winning this thing you're the bad person it's not some monster they've created in the DC universe. And he's so grateful. He wanted to have this picture taken with everybody at this nominee's luncheon. And I don't know who could steal it from him. Um, again, we have one of those things where two from the same film are going to split their own vote. So the idea that Brendan Gleason was going to win this and take it away from everybody, I don't think he can because he doesn't have enough of those votes there. If anything, Judd Hirsch would be the one that you'd say, You know, he's worked a long time. He's been nominated before. It's been like 40 years since he was nominated. We should give it to him. But I think when you see this guy jumping up and down all over the place, so grateful, thanking everyone, so thrilled to be back, how do you deny him winning that? I think those are two that are pretty well set in stone at this point. Unless somebody's arrested by Friday, um, they're not going to lose it yeah
0: you know you mentioned like with Judd Hirsch, it kind of reminds me too of with this category, it always feels like the type of category where you're gonna write that past wrong or give somebody the nod who's been either it's either been an interesting story on their career or somebody that's been out there forever and maybe even got nominated in in a category in the past but just couldn't secure it and I always think about like. Uh, 2006, Little Miss Sunshine, Alan Arkin, because he won Best Supporting, correct?
1: Alan Arkin, yes. Yeah. Uh, then Sean Connery right? for The Untouchables. You have Michael Caine for two films. These are all big actors that could have won Best Actor, but didn't. And so these are make goods. These are yeah. make goods a lot of times for the men. And then it's usually a boost for the women. It's a young woman who will win. Mm-hmm. In that category, we think, will she ever have another film? I don't even know if this... Like Mira Sorvino, you know, you thought, will she work again? And she didn't for a long time. Yeah. Um, Lupita Nyong'o, it was a way to give her that boost that she needs. She's got a couple of things coming out, and I think she might be back in the hunt next year. But, um, you know, it's usually a younger one wins than the supporting actress. Last year, Ariana DeBose, she won. That's a good boost for her to get into other things. And, And then they usually have old men in the best supporting actor category where they honor that person. So if it's not gonna be key, it's gonna be Judd, And that's I think that's how that'll shake down. But that's my two cents worth on the Oscars. I I think right now, watch the things that are coming up. You've got the Screen Actors Guild Awards. That's a, a key, key player in all this. When they announce the winner of the best ensemble, that could be the one that wins best picture. So look at that very carefully. And then if you get like two or three awards kind of clumped together, chances are good you're not going to be denied when it comes to the Oscars. But that's that's just, it's foreshadowing. And the other one that's kind of interesting is what will be the winner for best director? Because it, at the beginning of the season, it was, oh, Steven Spielberg. He's getting it. right? And he's dimmed and now the daniels the directors of everything everywhere um are moving up in the world and if they have enough of a pull that they win the directors guild award yeah. look for them to win the oscar too
0: and it's it's not like spielberg hasn't won before either so
1: no but you know what this is his life story right and it would be a nice cap to that cuz how many more movies is he going to make they denied him last year for the remake of west side story and i think I think Stephen could pull it out. If we see him winning the Directors Guild, he's winning the Oscar.
0: Interesting. So something we'll uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on, and we'll we'll come back and touch on more Oscar stuff in the coming weeks. So what else is out there, Bruce? Any any good shows you've either watched recently, movies you've watched recently, or things to look forward to?
1: I binged um, "Hello Tomorrow," which is coming on Apple TV this week. And it's a retro, well, it's not even really a comedy. It's very much like it's Mad Men, but with robots. Um, So it's set in this odd time period that you're not sure what it is. And these are salesmen like tin men where they're selling timeshares on the moon. Only they have no way of getting to the moon. So (laughs) you bought yourself a piece of the moon and these guys have swindled you out of your money but they're very good at um, selling a dream because it's, the people are very much like we are now where we're kind of depressed about things. And we think, oh, what's the future gonna hold? That's what the people are like. And then you get Billy Crudup who plays the head salesman. He's like an evangelist. It's like you're watching Elmer Gantry or something, um, getting these people all cooked up about owning that that timeshare on the moon. And you see people just buy into this and then you realize it's not real. You're not, they're just taking your money. And then as the series weighs on, you realize that others are onto them and they could all end up in jail. So fascinating. And the look yeah. is fabulous. This 50s look. And do you remember the Jetsons? I love the Jetsons. When yes. Yes. And they had all those kind of like talking phones and things like that. And mm-hmm. the robot, like Rosie, that's what this stuff looks like. Okay. It's like the Jetson stuff has moved into this world. But it's new stuff that doesn't, you know, it's not like just a cell phone. It's a kind of a, a bad TV tube that you talk to. So, yeah, it, it's a very kind of interesting production design series. If you don't buy into that right away and love to look at that, You're not going to stick for the rest of the what is it, 10 episodes, eight episodes? Yeah. So, hello, tomorrow that starts this week on Apple TV Plus.
0: Okay. That sounds interesting. I'll so my history with Apple TV Plus is it's one that I kind of start and stop with some regularity because I always feel like Apple TV Plus doesn't have enough to sustain it. So, I kind of build up the reservoir of things that I need to watch, like, I got to come back. I love that show, uh, For All Mankind, the alternate history. on, So I need to come and I have to watch the third season, which I haven't done yet.
1: They have a lot of space shows or heuristic yeah. shows. And then there are a lot of mental illness shows on Apple. Just watch that and you'll see. And I've watched Schmickago, which is the sequel to Shmigadoon. Um, <laughs> If you saw that last year, it was a musical that kind of paid tribute to 50s musicals. And now this one is like in the seventies, and they're doing like Chicago, but um, it's Schmickago and somebody's arrested, and yeah, if you like it, you buy the premise, buy the show.
0: Interesting. Any anything else?
1: Um, What else have I seen that's coming up? Uh, Because you know, I I go home at night and I just dig into what I've got that I have to see, and there are a lot of um, odd sitcoms. That's as good as I can put it, that are coming through. You know that Magnum is switching this week. It's going to NBC. It was on CBS. They killed it. But it's a universal product. Universal owns uh, NBC or NBC owns Universal. And um, they didn't want it to die because they haven't gotten enough episodes out of it to strip it on syndication. So they bring it back. But it's going to be a dirtier Magnum. Where you're going to see more sex and stuff like that. It's not going to be all just solving crimes. So it's a little a little shift there. Be ready. Okay. Um, and then there is a thing with Milo Ventimiglia, who was in mm. This Is Us. Right. He's a crook who falls in love with the company you keep is the name of the show, and that's on ABC. Where he falls in love with an agent who's trying to close in on people like him. Now, does she succeed or does she let him get a pass? And this is one of those ones that spills out over ten episodes, too. Um, So there are a lot of different things. I did talk to Milo before uh, the show premiered and I said, how did you do this that quickly? He said he had a two week break to go from this is us into this thing. And he said, really, all you did was shave and you were fine because then you looked like a different character. But he was really looking forward to this because being that kind of the ultimate dad was a little taxing and he, and he was dead. (laughs) But those are coming up. Just look for that, um, that run of all these ones right now is a big time. It's like the kind of the spring season for, and then you'll see some of your favorite shows come back. I know you loved the, uh, Alaska daily.
0: Yeah, we we've just started, uh, kind of bouncing through that the wife and I so we are about halfway through the first half of the season and I know that's coming back March uh March 2nd so yeah we we're enjoying it I mean I know Bruce you and I are journalists we've worked in the business for a really long time I mean I've been doing it for 27 years and uh, I know you've been around the block too so we're (laughs) Uh, from that perspective it's been fun to watch because i there's little references to the industry and the people and and personally i i actually was uh uh had met the editor and publisher two different people the public the two different roles but the editor of the anchorage daily news uh reminded me a lot of the editor on the tv show and then even the publisher uh Alice Rogoff, who um, bought the paper a number of years ago, she had money, she she was married to um, David Rubenstein, the billionaire, and kind of, as as I guess the marriage was coming apart, took some of that money uh, from, from that and went ahead and, and purchased the, the newspaper with good intentions, and then a year later, she was gone,
1: <laughs> so. I need my it, money. Right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So it it kind of it reminded me a little bit of the of the rich owner in the TV show, too. So it's been it's been kind of fun to watch. It's it's a little over the top like anything you would expect if
1: being in the industry. They never do mundane things, they never are taking scores or a wedding announcement or an obituary. You know, it's always these very pressing issues that they're they're messing with. And you never have people just kind of talking. Right. And I think that's a, a weird thing. They, we talk all the time yeah. in the newsroom about things that are not news related, but they might lead to something. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of times they're too noble in their depiction of what the field is like. We talk about anything and everything.
0: Yes, it is a water cooler job.
1: Yeah, they miss that. They miss that element. Um, not yet dead or not dead yet, which is a sitcom that's on ABC. it might even be the same night um, is about an obituary writer and she writes one obituary a week and the dead people come back to her. I get the premise, but nobody seems to be working there. And she has an office. Have you ever heard of an office for an obituary writer? No. no. And they they miss that kind of fun where you're just kind of out in the in the just the pool of reporters where you're yelling and finally somebody gets mad and they say, shut up, I'm trying to listen to this. You guys are talking too much, you know, all that kind of that real life that goes on. And I wish that they would do it. When I was a kid, we had Lou Grant Mm. and um, the Lou Grant show was as close as it could come at that time. But still, you know, are they have they ever really hit it? All the president's man looks a bit like what that would be like. But then you don't get anything about the the people on the sides. Right. The paper was another one that dug into um, journalism, and I I'm not sure that the ultimate journalism story has been told. I think there's still a good one out there that yeah. you can, that you can really. So maybe we should write it.
0: Maybe. You ready? We would probably make it. Yeah, we we should do it. But then somebody would tell us it's too boring. There's too much just standing <laughs> around and having yeah. conversations. <laughs> you know that I would
1: make. Hate- People that I didn't like would be the <laughs> villains of a piece. They'd That's always it's like, this one has caused me too much trouble. No. And they never bring the business people in. I no. really wish that they, you see a little bit of it, how, you know, it is a tough time to be in this business. Sure. You don't talk enough about how the outside is harassing you or haranguing you or really saying like, oh, it's fake news. No, it's not. It is not fake news. What they're confusing it with is social media right and social media is a free for all yep they have no rules we have rules that that protect you as a source right. and um can you know cause us harm if we try to cross that line tv has done its share of um deregulating things so that they can have these talk shows that just say whatever but right. that is not the same thing and so that's why I think you need to see a real film about what goes on. Um there's one uh is it called She Said, a film about the New York Times case with oh. uh, Weinstein?
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but I've I've been it's been on my recommended list, yeah. Again, it
1: plays too hard into one story, right? And they've got money galore. And I'm sure the New York Times does. But they're sending them off to Paris to maybe get a hold of somebody. Really? Have you ever been to Paris on a maybe? No. Back with at least six stories, or you're not going on that trip.
0: (laughs) That's right. Right? How many people did you have to interview to get to get out to LA?
1: Right. This is like (laughs) I count things in double and triple digits. When I go on a trip, if I don't come back with a bunch of tape recorders full, I didn't do my job.
0: That's right uh the only other thing that i've really watched of late uh is is a nice little i i would call it a good one with the family uh national treasure edge of history on disney plus that's the, oh. the updated uh from the the movie inspired i guess by the original two movies that had Nicolas so who cage gets the
1: role who's kind of the Nicolas cage person
0: well there's uh it's it's a number of young actors who admittedly i'm unfamiliar with um but they do bring back a few callbacks to the original. So Catherine Zeta-Jones is is the villain in this. So she, no tie to the original movies, but Harvey Keitel, who is the FBI agent in the original, um, he makes, shows up. Yeah, he shows up just in the first episode. He's not doing well. He's up there in years. And then um, Justin uh, Bartha returns as Riley Poole, who is uh, Nick Cage's. Sidekick in okay. in the movies, so he he's there, but he's kind of helping guide young treasure hunters. uh The kids it's, love yeah. it. They, they the kids love the two movies, and they've really been into the show. So it, it's it's it, nice. I enjoy it. It's it's good quality entertainment for tweens.
1: Do they do a a case a week, or do they do one case and we keep unfolding it each week?
0: It, it's unfolding the same thing. It's it's basically just an expanded you know story arc looking so it's forward. a movie
1: as a split down series
0: exactly yeah okay. yeah about 45 minutes an episode 45 50 minutes so it's pretty it's pretty in depth and it's been fun to watch it's you know i i wouldn't it's not going to win any awards or anything but you know for keeping the kids entertained is is all i'm looking at at these it's worth all the money right.
1: in the world right exactly do yeah the recognize the kids in this do they say oh that's so and so from whatever No,
0: they haven't. So I'm not sure if these are relatively new actors.
1: Yeah, this is their way that you can say. Remember when we saw them on National Treasure? That's right.
0: Yeah, And now they're
1: nominated for an Oscar, like Austin Butler. He was on all those shows back in the day, and now he's playing Elvis.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I I kind of think about that, too. It's kind of in the opposite, is my my kids watched a TV show. uh, What was it called? Casey Undercover? Uh, you probably not familiar with it, but, but the main character was played by Zendaya who,
1: oh wow,
0: who is Rue and Euphoria. So, um, yeah. you know, so they love that it's like a Disney ish, Disney junior type of show, but obviously Euphoria is not something I'm going to let my kids watch.
1: Well, and you know, they do show up, um, long, long time ago, Zach and Cody, do you remember them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Sprouse brothers, right. um, They said, look, we are bad actors, but we're making money at this, so we're going to make the money so we can go to college. So they did. Both of them got degrees. And then the one was called back for uh, Riverdale. Mm. And he said, you know, if somebody asks you to do work, do it. So they could get another, you never know, another part. It could be revival for these kids. But don't overlook those Disney shows because they are – Breeding grounds for future actors, absolutely Miley Cyrus. Yep. Did you ever think she'd amount to anything other than a two-pack a day? Smoke right. that was my <laughs> my only size up on her, but yeah, so watch those shows. Yeah, and you'll see somebody you'll say, you know what? This kid has potential, he could be something.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun. Kids love it, so we'll we'll keep on going. We're about halfway through the series and We'll give it a wrap. And and I imagine that one will be back for a season two at point at some point. So we'll see if Nicholas Cage gets brought back in some. They, they reference him, the the oh, Riley Poole, the Riley Poole characters on the phone like, hey, Ben, you know, we're we're just on this other case. And
1: <laughs> he's done worse things. So, you know, that you'll see him at some point.
0: Yeah. Everybody's doing TV these days anyway. So why would
1: it's a line I've used a long time is eventually everybody does television. Absolutely. And you'll see them on shows, and you'll wonder what's well, look, we'll see it at the Academy Awards. People who don't do television will show up there. So technically, everybody does television.
0: Well, I think that's a good note to end this week's episode on. Uh, Bruce, any parting words?
1: no, i we're gonna we I have a lot of interviews that I'm going to spill out to you in a couple of weeks. Um, I don't want you to get excited that we're. We're doing something next week because i'm not quite sure what we have in the hopper but um there are a lot of big shows that are coming up and movies too i've talked to some movie people um and i just got a call about something that's kind of interesting called the power which will be on amazon so we'll see what happens with that but um yeah you know what do like i do at night and just Sink into something and see what you can find, because there's a lot of good stuff out there. It is called Peak TV for a reason. And with streaming showing all of the movies at some point, you're going to be um, glad you did. There's a, a movie coming out on DVD that was considered a real strong contender this year called Empire of Light. And if you haven't heard about it, it's a fascinating look at a movie theater in 1980. Olivia Coleman plays one of the people who works at the movie theater. And this young black man comes in and is kind of a change up for them. Uh, And it's a, a real kind of look at how we changed about how we view people who are different. Fascinating film, and that's coming out on DVD next week. So that's one you can see. And like I say, it was considered a contender at one point and it would just disappeared. It got one nomination for best cinematography. And um, it's one that you really should see if you're a movie lover. You would love that film. So if you can't get the other ones, that one's coming out this next week on Tuesday. All
0: right, Bruce. Well, appreciate it as always. And we will be back again next week on Streamed and Screened.
1: See something good, stream something good.